Good afternoon, and welcome to the How to Train Your Wagon podcast, the podcast that takes three generations of travelers around the world. Today's destination is Slovakia and its capital of Bratislava. And in this episode, meeting the local events in Bratislava, and especially in summer and autumn times, are very popular both for locals and for foreigners. So it's mingling. We have a coronation days, which last few days in summertime. This is a commemoration of our coronation history of uh, the kings and queens and both the foreigners and locals love it. And we have uh, some music festival. We have also a New Year's Day, party, Christmas market. This is a place to meet locals. Uh, Today we're joined by Rano Franca's services, critically acclaimed and received many and numerous awards for being the best tour guide operator in Bratislava. His website is AuthenticSlovakia.com. One of the first questions that comes to mind is, for a city that is an hour from Vienna, just incredibly close to one of the more popular destinations in Europe, if somebody from North America, if they were to say, tell me about going to Bratislava, tell me about going to Slovakia, how would you paint that picture for them for what a trip to Slovakia and Bratislava would look like? Bratislava, it's really just one hour uh, by car or by train from Vienna. And the, there are similarities, but there are huge differences. I and mean, just today, I was guiding three people from India came by train from India. So they, they just jumped out of the train and immediately, wow, this is something different. There's something else. Nice. Maybe even too quick. <laughs> but oh, Bratislava definitely is very interesting city and uh, different from Vienna is that it's, it has a similar history, but with different dynamics. Actually, Bratislava was much more influenced by the 20th century, by the, by the changes during the socialism. So while it's very picturesque old town, or very medieval, maybe more picture, more compact than in Vienna, but it's surrounded by interesting 20th century architecture. So I think the contrast of the old and new is interesting. Mm-hmm. And also the position of Bratislava on Horn Island curtains, very interesting. So actually it's the position of between West and the East and the location on Danube and the Little Carpathians. Certainly going through your website, again, AuthenticSlovakia.com, I see you've had a number of, of different themes to different tours you operate. Maybe you want, at a high level, do you want to offer an overview of the different tours uh, you and your brother operate within, within Authentic Slovakia? Uh, yes, so we position ourselves as a kind of an alternative operator that goes really deep into the culture, and we focus really just on small groups. So we really try to avoid the mass, the big scale spots of the city and our country. So actually we don't do just the mainstream signage, we include them, but we combine them with more hidden spots. We can say of the beaten track, the most popular tour we have is the post-communist tour in the retro cars in the 1970s, Socialist which is the very thematic and very popular tour. And our other tours include also gastronomy, like wine tastings. We have also very alternative working class food store, which where we focus on like old timer cuisine of Czechoslovakia, village pub crawl. We visit local pubs with for locals surroundings of the city. And we also go to castle ruins in the vicinity of Bratislava. So it's all relatively broad. However, we are ready also to prepare tailor-made tours around the country of Slovakia and uh, prepare like a week or 10 days trip around the country. So 
you know, you, you've already pointed out that Bratislava itself is, is only an hour by car, by train from Vienna. So we, we get to the train. Where would you recommend somebody stay in Bratislava for if, if they're going to plan on spending some time there, five days or, or a week, for example? In Bratislava, I would recommend to stay in either one of the nice boutique hotels in the old town because Bratislava is really compact town and it's good to stay really next to the river, next to the old town. So there are some nice hotels as uh, Hotel Loft, Hotel Marlos, or Hotel Arcadia. Nowadays, uh, they really offer very good rates, especially during these times. Also, there are nice options on the Danube River itself. So there are some hotels, so hotels on the river. I think that would be the best options. If there are some requests for, let's say, some more budget options, there are also many other hotels, but nowadays even four-star hotels in Bratislava have a great, great rates for, for travelers. When we go, you know, overseas to Europe, the old town would definitely be a place where our family would want to stay. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very picturesque, it's very, it's very compact, it's, it's so easy to navigate. It's much smaller than Vienna, we have to say that really for Vienna, you need maybe a week to explore. For Bratislava, you will maybe need three days, but still the advantage is that you are really close to the nature and you don't have this path of a huge, huge metropolis. So we have the feeling of very kind of friendly local place. That brings us into our next question. So if we were going to stay there for three days, what would we do for a full day of tour? No problem. So after you arrive to Bratislava and you still suffer from some kind of jet lag, <laughs> I would recommend you to take an easy stroll around the Danube to just to get the atmosphere of it, just to get the coffee in one of the cafeterias in the old town, maybe to walk up to the castle, which is not uh, some crazy walk. It's just some steps above the town with beautiful views. And then if you have enough energy, maybe for the next day, I really recommend to have maybe half a day or the main sites of the old town with the local guides maybe. And in the afternoon, you can either take our post-communist tour, which uh, will show a completely different side of the city, more 20th century focused, or people who prefer all the history, they can visit amazing castle in called Jebin, which is uh, just 20 minutes drive from the city center. And it's an amazing place on the confluence of the rivers of Danube and Morava with a nice history of uh, great Moravian history and um, Austro-Hungary. And it has very strong, I would say, atmosphere also because of the location next to Austria. So you have a great views to a different country. And you can imagine how it was also to live, let's say, 35 years ago when it was Iron Curtain. So actually... This could be a nice half a day trip to get in as well. That sounds beautiful. It also seems like a great place to do day trips from. Looking at it on a map, there's a lot of things that you can do that may only be an hour away at different parts. So it's not a bad place to stay for a week and have your main thing there to be able to do your day trip. Okay. And as you mentioned, okay, if I can get about the position, about the location, Bratislava. It's a great place to have also, as you mentioned, the, like a base camp for the day trips. The thing is that Bratislava is located really on the border with Austria and Hungary. So you can use Bratislava as a also destination to explore both Vienna or Budapest, 
because Budapest is two and a half hours away or two hours, two hours by drive. So it's another option. And, but also there are several day trips for Slovakia, like wine cellars in little Carpathians. There are uh, camel trips in the little Daniel, then you can go hiking in the, in the mountains. But if you really want to explore like, like the real mountain in Slovakia, then it's a bit fun further because the rest of Slovakia, it's in three, four hours drive to the east. So the main highlights of the rest of Slovakia, you would need probably different base camp. So visit a little bit separate. So Bratislava is great to explore, let's say these uh, three capitals, the region, Bratislava, which is great. But definitely I would recommend people to stay at least three, four days in central Slovakia or eastern Slovakia as well. Interesting. When I talk to, to different audiences in, in other proximate countries, I all hear tremendous things about going to the Carpathian Mountains. I might hear the perspective on, on the Polish side of the mountains there or, or other things that lead into the Carpathian Mountains, but they all recommended at least by trying to spend two or three days in the Carpathian Mountains. Yes, in option spots for all generations, we can say, because we can also have an option to go for really like easy, lazy walk around the lakes, around the lightning lakes. But you can do really uh, great, even difficult hikes to two and a half thousand meters, which is seven and a half, eight thousand feet. And you can stay in the mountain huts. So there are many options also, also for more adventurous people, the youngsters. But if people of, let's say the whole family want to stay together, they can stay in one of the uh, mountain resorts. And meet in the evenings for a great Slovakian dinner with uh, sheep cheese and bacon and cabbage. <laughs> yeah, speaking of food, you certainly carved out more than enough things for us to see throughout Slovakia and certainly in, in Bratislava. So after we've worked up a, a good appetite of touring Bratislava for the day, what is Slovakian cuisine? What would you recommend we eat and where we dine in Bratislava itself? We have to differentiate a little bit the cuisine of Bratislava, like the, the national cuisine of Slovakia, because the cuisine of Bratislava, or originally it was the name of the town was Presburg, which or Pozon in, in Hungarian. So we have to say that our town is very much influenced by the proximity of Vienna and Budapest. So our cuisine, it's, it's all about the, the duck, about the schnitzel, about the goulash, basically the things you know also from Vienna or from Budapest. We have also local things like the Bratislava bread rolls, local type of strudel and so on. But the Slovak cuisine is a bit different. It's the food more from the mountains near Polish border, where it is more about the dumplings, the sheep cheese, bacon, basically the more hearty meals, solid meals to, to kill your um, hunger for a late shepherd. <laughs> and basically, but if you want to try the cuisine of Bratislava, I would uh, re recommend you uh, the restaurant called Pulitzer, which really offers great cuisine of Bratislava, like the city. And on the other hand, if you want to try like Slovakian dishes from the north, then there are uh, several options like Slovak or Flagship or other, basically all the good restaurants that they offer brings of Aulski, they should be, should be satisfied with because they. You don't need to eat anything else. Brinzola Aluski is basically the dumplings with sheep, cheese, and bacon. That's the national dish we have. 
I do think we had something like that in Poland when we went to see Tom's family and bacon. And it was delicious, like the best dumpling I've ever had. Or pierogi. Yes, there are, yeah. yeah, there are different types. There are pierogi, which is the field's pastry. Yeah. And then we have halushki, which is something like gnocchi, which the where the cheese is spread on top of it. But we be careful that there is not so much vegetables around the table, around the dish and on this dish, but definitely, especially during uh, the day, you need some energy that will help you okay. get enough calories. So now that we got our first day down underneath our belt, what would we do on a second full day? The second full day in Bratislava, for those who are more active, I would maybe recommend a cycling trip. You can either rent a bike or you can take a bike tour in Bratislava, which is, can be a cycling friendly city if you were, uh, if you know where to go and it's uh, really flat and easy to explore some districts of the town that maybe are even less visited. So cycling trip definitely, or if you prefer the river, you can take a boat trip. You can take a boat to Devin Castle, I already mentioned, or you can take a boat trip along the Danube to a very interesting uh, museum of modern art, of artificial peninsula, where you have suddenly a feeling of a Netherlands. It's a really like a huge water dam in the middle of, which is artificial peninsula with very interesting modern gallery. And this can be a great uh, day trip as well, because it's interesting combination of nature and art. If you are more for like astronomy, I would recommend to go to, to one of the little villages around the Bratislava, maybe to taste local duck with wine and cabbage. Uh, if you are more into Cold War history, there are plenty of options to explore like the military bunkers or watchtowers with views to, to the whole region that were also used by, by the military. So there are many options for all generations, definitely. I really like the food tours that are given. I think that really gives us a flair of what the city's about and what kind of food is around. And you get to talk to a couple of people that were a little bit more interesting in the city to get to know a local person a little bit. They take you to better places to where you might want to go back to eat. Absolutely. So one of the best questions we get, and I think it's one that people ask because it's so rewarding is, what is the best way to interact with the locals in Bratislava? Usually it should be a pub, right? <laughs> Usually pub is a great place to, to meet locals. Um, and people of Slovakia that are, can be a little bit shy at the beginning, but they can open themselves after some short conversation and maybe a one shot. So this can be an option. If you come here during the summertime, I would recommend you one of the lakes around Bratislava that are great to swim. They're actually artificial lakes that were used for taking the gravel for constructions, but now it's really clean water. There are, there are local pubs around it and it's really also almost in the middle of the city. And this is something very local during the summer because in Bratislava, our summers can be quite hot in July and August. So this uh, can be very local thing also to, but also you have a great place to, great option to meet locals in one of the wineries because Bratislava has the history of wine production and in Anacha, that's a little district north of Bratislava, it's part of the city still. 
you can go there by train or by Uber easily, not to drive because after a few glass of wine, it wouldn't be that easy, but it's also nice place to meet the locals because people like to, to meet by, uh, by glass of wine. I think the meeting with locals, it's mostly about the gastronomy, but also the events in Bratislava and especially in summer and uh, autumn times are very popular, both for locals and for foreigners. So it's mingling. We have a coronation days, which last few days in summertime. And this is a commemoration of our coronation history of uh, the kings and queens and both uh, foreigners and locals love it. Then we have uh, some music festival. We have also a New Year's Day, party, Christmas market. So one of the events throughout the year I would recommend to follow. And this is a place to meet locals uh, very well. Perfect. So what would you shop for if you were going to Bratislava? What would you bring home with you as a souvenir? As a souvenir, the local souvenirs actually usually are folk crafts because uh, Slovakia is a rich traditions of uh, folk culture, not only music, but also handicrafts. So I would recommend to visit one of the shops and the most, the most quality products are Uluf. I can, that's like an organization covering the craftsmen from Slovakia. And we have a really nice pieces of products from, from iron, from leather, from wool. So I think this would be more authentic than some, because there are always, everywhere you have some souvenir crafts, <laughs> but this type of souvenir is a much bigger value. And if you are looking for more for like gastronomic uh, souvenir, it's always good to buy a bottle of uh, local wine or local cheese. If, if your company allows it to bring it on. I can't believe it's so close to, to everything. It almost sounds criminal to, to not spend some time in Bratislava. One question is, what is the best way to appreciate Bratislava at night? Bratislava at night can be sometimes wilder. <laughs> it can be light, but it can be also calm. Depends on where you go. So if you want to really enjoy uh, like nightlife in, uh, in Bratislava, in Old Town, you have uh, plenty of bars with different music styles. There are rock clubs, there is more dancing clubs and so on. Quite recently, we had also dancing club uh, in the Cold War shelter. Unfortunately, it was closed last year, so this is not an option anymore, but uh, I can recommend Tunai or Habar and plenty of others. Then if you prefer something calmer, then you can still have a like easy evening or night on the castle with beautiful views to the nightly Bratislava or along the promenades of the venue. Can be quite romantic actually. Or one of the best views to the city is uh, from the memorial above the city. And it's the World War II Memorial. It's actually Soviet, but the views from there are great from the city. So both for people who prefer calm evening or a wild party. I think we prefer calm evenings, but at least there's options out there for all kinds. <laughs> for the whole time. <laughs> okay. I think you've offered up a variety of options here, but what is the best way to get around Bratislava? Get around depends on where you go because by walk, you can uh, get to most of the main landmarks, Bratislava. But if you need to go somewhere, some, for example, to the World War II Memorial above the town, you can easily take a local bus. Public transport works pretty well. And the ticket costs around one euro, so it's pretty cheap. 
However, also Uber or Bolt services are quite cheap, something like five, six, seven dollars. You can get around for the whole group. So it's also a good deal. And if you are looking for something maybe more special, you can always hire a speedboat on the river of the new. <laughs> wow. More, more expensive, but it's a great experience. You can also take us like a boat, which is slower. Let's say to Devin, which I've already mentioned, the speedboat uh, is great. By the way, you can also take a boat from Vienna to Bratislava. It takes also one hour. So also you can actually use one of the scooters we have. Definitely, or bike rentals. We have a quite a good network of uh, bike sharing, so it's easy to to take a bicycle, and then for something like uh, one euro, you get around for half an hour. That's one question we often ask near the end: is what are the do's and the don'ts of Bratislava, or as my mother-in-law calls them, the do's and the donuts for Bratislava? Do's. You, you should uh, focus on, on the contours of the city and try to comprehend it in its uh, a full picture because Bratislava, uh, for some people, can be surprising that it's maybe too small or maybe too calm. But if you if you get deeper for a few hours, you will give a chance to it and you combine few things, you will, you will really appreciate the different atmosphere even from Budapest or Vienna, as I mentioned, it's, it's a local, it's a small destination with, with, with certain charm. So you really should visit some of the local events or where locals go. And then the, what you shouldn't, maybe I wouldn't support maybe too much the tech tourism, which was in a way, or still is in a way of tourism in Bratislava, especially in 1990s where the wild parties <laughs> were done. And this is something that locals do not really appreciate because there are this uh, made uh, maybe nightlife, maybe too, too wild for certain groups. Yes. And yeah, you should be open also to talk about the history with locals, but to be respectful if somebody feels maybe nostalgic for the, for the last socialist regime, there are still some people. So basically. People in Bratislava are taller. They have maybe different experiences from the history, but definitely they were open-minded to, to, to share because we experienced a really interesting times uh, during the 20th century. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you, how you got into becoming a, a private guide within the, the private guide of Europe network. The website is AuthenticSlovakia.com. We run the tours with my brother, Peter, since uh, 2010. And last year, we managed to become part of the network's private guides of Europe. Thanks to our partner from Vienna, Peter Scheiber, the first touch with this uh, organization. And, and uh, we were invited. We are so happy to, to be there because it's uh, very interesting to get the network from all around Europe, to share our experiences, to have contact in other destinations of Europe. That's easier when we have international trips. That we can combine our partners, let's say Vienna, Bratislava in, in one trip. It's been a tremendous uh, opportunity for us to work with some of your colleagues at the Private Guides of Europe. They're all tremendous personalities. They all bring something different to the table, and we've really enjoyed getting to know uh, the different members of, of your network. Um, yes. Again, your website is AuthenticSlovakia.com. Thank you. Now, this is the part of the show where we want to give you an opportunity to 
get up on a soapbox and, and, and sell Bratislava and sell your, your company, Athletic Slovakia. Rhino, thank you so much. It's been a tremendous interview and you've really inspired us to want to go to Bratislava. So please, the floor is yours. I would be happy to welcome everyone to explore Bratislava or Slovakia with local guides because we really focus on the local experiences on small groups of the beaten track. So we try to bring the history without any censorship. So if uh, this is your cup of tea, we'll be so happy to show you around. And we already make a trip for you from two hours to 10 days. And so we are open minded for any tailor-made experience. Feel free to come and feel free to contact us. We'll be happy to present the Bratislava and Slovakia to I should note that your services are critically acclaimed and receive many and numerous awards for uh, uh, being the best in Bratislava and Slovakia. So congratulations on all your industry recognition. It's, it's really impressive to see what you've accomplished. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we are listing TripAdvisor quite high on as well. And some other videos from Europe mentioned our tours as well. So thank you very much and we do our best and hope to overcome COVID times to continue in a full speed. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey listeners, if you like our podcast and enjoying traveling with your family, then this is the right podcast for you. Please show your support by clicking subscribe in however you listen to this podcast whether it be an Apple podcast, Spotify, or Amazon Music. Please enjoy our newest episodes as we are producing a new episode every week. We thank you and appreciate your continued support.